there, healthy-ish listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Now, I'm not sure if you saw the recent AI-created photos by UK's The Bulimia Project. They depicted AI's ideal body type, according to social media. If not, follow the link in our show notes and check it out. Well, author and AIA health expert, Dr. Priya Alexander, joins me via Zoom from Melbourne to discuss the horrifying body types and how social media not only impacts our body image, but also our health. If you do like what you hear from Priya, she's up on Extra Healthy Ish, where we go a bit deeper into this whole topic and how it's often sold under the banner of wellness. Don't we know it? Priya, welcome to Healthy Ish. Nice to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm intrigued to find out your thoughts on this new AI-generated perfect human. I am doing air quotations here, listeners. This body type that's been in the press, it's been on social media, what are your thoughts? Look, I think this tells us that perhaps we still have a long way to go when it comes to combating diet culture and this notion of the ideal body. This I found this quite saddening. I read this report and I felt really sad because I see lots of body image issues, eating disorders in the consulting room as a GP. I am someone who has definitely felt the pressures of diet culture, particularly as an adolescent and in my 20s. And when I saw this report, I just thought, oh, my goodness, this is this just shows you how much diet culture has really permeated our society. We're really, um, we're really kind of asked to buy into this notion that being thin, having a six-pack, being a certain dress size equals happiness, equals success, equals health. It doesn't. It doesn't equal any of those things. And it actually takes a lot of courage to confront that, to confront that culture and go, I'm going to have to unpack all the things that I've been taught, that I've learned, and I'm going to have to, you know, look at food differently and body image and not, you know, judge people and how they look and, and determine whether or not they're healthy, which is what people do, whether or not you're willing to admit that. People do that. And, and so, look, when I saw this, I thought, gosh, you know, still such a long way to go. And AI is literally pulling what we give it. Actually, I thought you made an interesting mm. point there. You know, we look at these things and we say, oh, this is the ideal, you know, body shape. But in many ways, it, it's also sold as healthy, isn't it? Like we're, in many ways, we're screwing up these ideals of what it means to be healthy. And if you are this certain body shape that AI generated, or even that we see on social media, then you are healthy. And if you aren't, then you are not healthy. And that that is so, that is such a hard, um, you know, idea to actually challenge and to unpack and to relearn. And that's why I said to AI Vitality as a health expert, we need to really talk about the fact that weight and dress size and appearance do not define health. Now, I'm a GP, Felicity. I sit in the consulting room and I can't define health for you. It's tricky. Like it's so many things. It's your blood pressure. It's your, have you had a skin check done? How's your mental health doing? What's your sleep quality? Is your immune system well supported? Have you had your mammogram if you're over 50? Are you physically active? Are you eating enough rainbows? It's so 
complex and, <laughs> and exhausting. Like that. And exhausting, correct, but amazing as well. Like Absolutely. Totally <laughs> but, you know, it just actually suggests that you can simplify health um, and, and equate it to how you look or how someone looks is just, it's really, really um, incorrect. And sadly, a lot of people have fallen into this boat. And I see so many people in the consulting room who say to me, Priya, after everything I'm now reading and seeing, especially reports like this AI one that you're mentioning, mm. um, Butterfly Foundation, people are seeing more and more and going, I think I need to do some work around my views around food and my views around body image and my views around health. I think I actually need to do some work because I've got some really problematic views in this area. I mm. mean, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, that's obviously what you're experiencing in your clinic. How? What sort of work do we need to do? You know, if, if listeners are thinking, well, hang on, where am, what are my views around health? How? What sort of questions can we ask ourselves to explore our, our preconceived notions around what health should look like? I think you need to be really honest with yourself. And it can be, you know, I say to people actually addressing your unconscious biases can be really um, uncomfortable. And I've had to do it as a doctor when it comes to weight stigma, when it comes to racial biases. You know, it can be really uncomfortable. But I think actually looking at how you view your own body how you view others, um, how you look at food. I think that's where a lot of people are starting to really reflect and go, actually, I look at food as good and bad, as healthy and unhealthy. Mm. And we know that food morality and, and assigning labels to foods like good and bad, clean and unclean, those kind of labels, is actually part of diet culture. It's really rooted in this notion of attaining thinness for happiness and success. And actually, no food is good or bad. Food is food. Um, and I think for a lot of people, what I see in the consulting room, Felicity, is that people start to really reflect on this with parenthood because they go, well, I don't want to pass this down and I want to change this for my children, so how do I do that? Um, but to answer the question, I think you really need to have a often uncomfortable look at how you sit with body image. Are you constantly striving for a diet and weight loss because that's not necessarily good for you either or your mental health? Mm, yeah, well answered. Just, you know, if we do follow, you know, certain people on social media that have unrealistic body Im image, but sometimes they can put up content that we like, but other times we might see a picture and we're like, oh, that is really triggering. What? How do we, you know, and, and even with the AI toxic body shapes, I mean, you look at them and you think, oh, they look so fake and plastic, but in many ways, they can still impact us and our self-esteem. How do we protect ourselves from the onslaught of these images? Well, I think that's tricky. It's about resilience building and actually addressing your own views in this space, like what we just spoke about, where actually psychologists can be absolutely critical, but, you know, it's very hard for every single person to see a psychologist with availability and also costs. There are so yeah. many barriers now. It's really sad. Um, but, look, you can't unfollow everybody who, you know, posts things that you potentially find tricky, unless they are constantly posting yeah, this content. Yes. You know, this makes me feel bad about myself. This makes me want to constantly lose weight or change how I look or they're making me think that exercise is all about changing the way the body looks and not talking about it for health benefits. Sure. But I think, you know, with time, I think you learn to block out some of the noise. But we need to remember that particularly generations like mine and perhaps yours as well, Diet culture has really been 
you know, when you really reflect and go, whoa, I remember flicking through magazines and seeing what diet fat was, you know, being recommended. Gosh, and I remember. I, I hate through- to say I worked at some of those magazines back in the day. And, and but things have evolved and mm. I think we need to recognise that we've all learned how problematic those kinds of views in magazines and online publications can be for particularly adolescents and young women, but men are not immune at all. We, we're starting to recognise that more and more. But, you know, I think you need to actually, you know, for some of us actually look back and go, whoa, I've actually been fed a lot of stuff for a very long time and I'm going to need to do a lot of work to retrain the brain on how I see weight, dress size, exercise, food, health. And I don't want to pretend it's easy. It's taken me years and my children have forced me to really unpack and retrain the brain. Yeah. It's been wonderful, actually, but exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and, and liberating. Priya, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you. I have a feeling that... That discussion will be the first of many around AI that we have on this podcast. Anyway, if you do want to hear more from Dr. Priya, she is up on Extra Healthy-ish. If you want more from us, oh, you know where to go, bodyandsoul.com.au. You can follow us on social media. You can grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And you can also rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.